podcast that at WRQK.com. Every single hour on the program this morning, you'll get hooked up with $1,000, which, by the way, you got today and tomorrow on that. Now, we do do it all day. Yeah. You have uh, you have them from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m., but it's today and tomorrow, and then we're done. Then we'll take a couple of weeks off, then we'll probably send you to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music something. Awards or something. I don't know. I'm probably not even supposed to tell you, but no. here I am doing it. No, right? you're not supposed to tell them that. I'm, I'm probably not supposed to be doing that. We also have Leonard Skinner tickets, July 27th. That show, Out of Blossom, will get you hooked up with those. Phantom, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I can't complain too loudly, I don't believe. Um, nothing really happened yesterday, so I would say it's kind of a boring day. Uh, the one thing I'm going to say to you, though, and I finished this book yesterday and I wanted to make a recommendation to you because I know you said you were bored. Um, it's called Grit, the Power of, of Passion and Perseverance, and it's uh, it's all about like people who have accomplished great things in their life. Steve Young was one of the main things that they focused on there, and it's the, like undeniable talent like yes you have to be a talented person um, but you also have to be a gritty person in the sense of like I agree with that not only not only is it like just working hard but it's having that passion for something too like being able to work for it not complain about it not be like oh well you know hey practice sucks today see for people that don't know before memes you would read books and books are where all these people that post memes got all these great sayings like, you know, never, you know, never wish for it more than you work for it. Like, all that stuff came from books. Yeah, and a little bit, you know, further and complete thoughts there. It's not just necessarily a picture on Facebook that's going to change your life knowledge, there. Reach for all of it. Um, so, no, it's, dude, a really, really good book. Okay. And I think it was just the right book at the right time for me where it was just, like, kind of put things in perspective of, you know, sometimes you feel plateaued in life. Sometimes you feel like, oh, my gosh, spinning the wheels a little bit right here. Don't know exactly what I have going on right now. Yeah, I know exactly what and, you mean. Uh, and, I'm and, there and, right now. And, and, and I, like I said, I just felt like it was the right book at the right time for me, and it, it, uh, it, it, it made the fans own reading list or anything. Well, did so. you buy it? No, 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 no. Guy, I'm a, I'm a uh, Stark County Public Library guy, so I will, uh, I'll be returning it after work today, so maybe you can uh, you <laughs> well, know, swing back. I mean, I, I am a member of the library yeah. as well. Yeah. I uh, yeah, that, that's one of those things I joined, much like the Y, and I never go. <laughs> it, um, it's one of those things right now. I know as I'm saying this, um, I, I feel like I've read a lot of good books over the last year. It's been something that I've kind of focused on. Is like, dude, you've got all this time in the world. Like, put down the brassers, <laughs> pick up a book. You have time to do this. I like um, that plan. But the honestly, probably the best book that I've read recently. I've read a lot of good ones, and I know I sound so pretentious saying this. I even thought, like, dude, don't talk about reading on the show. Like, there's no way you can say like, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. A, first of all, <laughs> reading is important for what we do for a living. Yes. And reading's not pretentious. Yes, people who read, much like vegans, can be pretentious. But reading books should never be viewed as being pretentious. The way people talk to you about books. I want to give myself a wedgie, shove myself in the locker right now. Like, what are you reading? You well, nerd? don't take those very fun activities <laughs> away from me. I mean, I'll be handling that. But so that, so you feel like that was the best book you read? I feel like that's the best book I've read recently. I read Hillbilly Elegy. I read Listen Liberal. I read Bernie Sanders' book. I feel like, I mean, honestly, I've, I've, I've been like a book a month has been my goal, and since the summertime, I've kind of been knocking it out. So like, I feel like I've read good stuff recently, but this one is the one where I'm like, man, I, 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 I recommend it to anybody. While I was out of work, I tried to read like. Um, not before, right before I got this job, I was trying. My goal was to read a hundred books. That was that was my goal. Now I hit like I, I ended up getting a job before like right. you know too long, right. but I hit like thirty five. Like I had read like thirty five books, and much like you, I felt like, dude. Am I smart now? Like, am I one of these? <laughs> Dude, am I an intellectual? Well, at least a part of the problem is for me is I feel like a lot of times it, I'll read something, but I won't necessarily like... 
take it with me forever where it's like I'll read something and I'll be like oh that's such a good idea and then the next day in my life I can think that like oh yeah hey I read this in a book and and it should improve my life here it should you know that that rule of like hey live you know live like nobody else now so you can live like nobody else later it, I, you don't apply it you know what I'm saying so it's like right. you can gain knowledge but if there's no application to that knowledge it's like well was it really worth anything I can also get six chapters into a book and not remember chapter two right like, like, what did I just, oh, like so why am I doing this, this? Yeah, why I, am I doing this I'm reading this and I don't I don't even know if I remember it. So I, I don't pat myself on the back too much as an intellectual. Like, ah, boy, this guy just a genius. Dude, over who? Here. Um, I, I, I hope you remember who wrote "Listen, Liberal." Listen, Liberal. Um, uh, Thomas Frank. And oh, that, okay. That book is it's, it's pretty it's pretty deep. It's pretty like and it's a huge criticism of the Clintons and like and and, and their whole like the presidency and her you know her you know. I bet that's a good read. So it was, but the thing I'm going to say about it, it was just so thick. Like it was just so it wasn't entertaining. Okay. It wasn't quick to read like a good it, date. It, it wasn't <laughs> it, it, it was it was there was a lot of detail a lot of nuance to it so really? like it, i probably put that towards the bottom now, but still it was i mean very informative to read when you read that's what i want to say like when you read when you read that and walked away from it did you feel like oh do you're just attacking these people because you hate them no or it was like they're a legitimate they're because le- i'll read it if it feels like there's legitimate points um i i i i i think there was legitimate points but i think there was a lot of stuff that i had kind of already applied to what i thought of politics where it was like just pointing out a lot of hypocrisies where it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And like, that is wrong. And I don't accept that from political candidates now. So there was a little bit of me that was just kind of like, it, it was good. It was. And it, I, I, I'd, I'd put it on, I'd put it on the list as well. But still, I, it, to me, it just felt like a lot of effort, a lot of like turning pages to get to like points that I kind of already had come to in my Benghazi, life. I got it. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. So, so, so grit was called the, the first one? The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. And right, uh, that's what I'll remember. Yeah, is I'll just look her up. Duckworth, yeah. Duckworth, and grit. I mean, if you go, if you Google grit book, it's going to take you where you need to go. Fair right enough. There. Yeah. No, so. I do want to check that out. Every single hour on the program, your shot at a thousand dollars. Your first one right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword luck to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's luck to two hundred two hundred. Rock. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. 830, we'll pass out those Skinner tickets for playing July 27th. Out of Blossom. This is, what, Thursday? Yeah, it's yeah. Thursday. Yeah. I have not had a cup of coffee since Sunday morning. Jeez. In my house. God, dude. I uh, I just realized that. So what had happened is Monday it was an accident. It was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I just don't feel like it. Right? And then Tuesday I was like, we'll see if you can go two days. And then the next thing I know, it's Wednesday. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, dude, I've just been drinking water during the show versus coffee. Fine, let's do that. And then I woke up today. And I was gonna do it. And I was like, and I really, and here's the thing. This is what I'm talking. Is today I feel like I want it, and I'm not really trying to do it. So like, I, I I'm probably gonna have one. I just I just noticed because there's really no. I'm not out to do it for like. There's no benefit to not. Yeah, doing I was it. gonna say, what's the end game here? Uh, I have been going to bed a little earlier. Okay. I don't know if there's a correlation. Maybe that's just like a placebo thing in my mind. I'm like, yeah, you're not having that, so you're tired. Well, but you weren't like an afternoon coffee drinker, right? Not much. Not, much, but I probably drank more coffee between 4 a.m. and 11 a.m. 
than any one person would drink if they even if they were drinking it all day. I mean, I drank a ton of coffee. I just, I, uh, I just haven't done it. I just don't see. I, I, I guess maybe if you get more sleep, but like to me, like I get smoke, quit smoking cigarettes. I yeah. get quitting like drinking. I get quitting smoking weed. But like coffee is like, well, I mean, there's no real, no real rub to coffee. For Not me. exactly. No, I just, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't even know why. I mean, essentially calorie free unless you're, you know, putting stuff loading in it in, right? Unless you're putting stuff in it. No, I, I mean, normally, you know, you know, when we make it here in the building, we mm-hmm. drink black coffee. Here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, I mean, like I said, there was no. It wasn't like it was like I got to get off this stuff. It wasn't that or anything. Do you feel like you've had like a caffeine headache at all during this time? Uh, so a little bit yesterday, which I thought was weird because sometimes like on the weekend I'll wake up Saturday or Sunday like that or whatever, and if I don't make it right away, sometimes I'll be like I'll get a headache because how early I normally have it during the week. And so I thought Monday, maybe even Tuesday, I would have really been suffering it. But there was a little bit late last night when I was trying to go to bed where I had a little bit of a headache, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's what this is or if life's just annoying. Yeah, I mean, you know, could, I mean, I could, 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 could be anything right there, I but, uh, but I, 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 I would pat you on the back and say, good job, buddy, but I, I don't know if it's necessarily well, one yeah, of the, Yeah, you know. like I said, I'm not really trying. It's not like one of these things like, no, dude, I'm off this right. stuff. I just It just kind of naturally happened, which is a little bit how the cigarettes thing happened, um, is that just, you know, I was sick the one day, and I was like, ah, I'm not going to smoke today, and then one day turned into two, and the next thing you know, it's been five years. So there's a little bit of that, but I don't have a desire. Like, I did have a desire to get off right. of cigarettes, right? and there's a major benefit. Uh, and right. there has been a major, two major benefits. My health is definitely better. My, you know, my, my my pocketbook is definitely better. Where coffee's not really that thing. Do you ever look back on cigarettes and wonder to yourself, like, dude, where did I get the money for that? Yes. Like, where I, I, I can yes. remember being poor at times, where it's like, dude, you're 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 living, you know, hand to mouth, and you're still smoking cigarettes. How did I do that? So when we were in Oregon, and um, and I, you know, my brother and I were owning a bar, and so did you watch every single dollar you have a lot like that, right? Right, and so yeah, I remember like yeah, just walk behind the bar, open the register, take a five dollar bill out, walk across the street, go buy a pack of cigarettes. And when you think about the fact that I was doing that every single day, right? Like, see, that's what the the those kind of purchases. Like when you think about them as a one time purchase, it's not really all that expensive. But when you start thinking about the fact that you do it every single day, sometimes two times a day, it's like, do you will nickel and dime yourself into the poorhouse? It um it it's one of those things, and I always I mean look at people who are in you know poor financial situations, and I'm always like, well, why are you smoking cigarettes? Dude? I like, all right, how, so what are, we, what are we doing, man? Come on, stop that! I was driving down Fulton the other day, right? And there was like a car that honestly, it almost looked like planes, trains, and automobiles when they get pulled over. It's okay. like, do you think this is safe for highway travel? <laughs> yeah, I actually do. <laughs> so like a little John Candy situation, right? And there's three people. You can obviously tell it's like parents, and then like an adult kid in the in the back seat yeah. car like ass and dragging ground just sparks coming and next thing you know three windows barely open just a crack at the top all three of them chiefing down 100s you know what i mean you could tell they were all long and i was just like dude if the three of you quit smoking cigarettes put all that money in a pile in two months you could buy a car less yeah. than that yeah i mean dude, less I, than that. you make 350 a week wake will get dude, you dude, dude wake will get you approved for up to thirty thousand dollars worth of credit dude you quit smoking cigarettes you could be right there i um i i think you know and it's probably just one of those things that when you've been in a bad situation it's like well why do anything good because sooner or later something's going to steal this money from me agree but, but all the time i'm just like guys like cigarettes are so friggin' expensive if you cut that out of the equation that alone that and pets i always feel like that those two things all of a sudden you're Money is like in a completely different world right there. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because this is I've had this scheduled for the last few days. We haven't gotten into it, but there is a proposal now for pet food to be covered under 
your like food stamps, WIC, like whatever the system may be, right? right? And at first I was like, oh, what the hell? And then if I read this right, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now, but if I read it right, it's not an extension of the money you get. It's just that whatever you currently get, you could use on pet food. Right. So here's my thing. If you want to restrict what you're eating so you can buy your dog something, I'm not going to stand in the way of that. I don't want to have to increase any monthly expenditure that we give people so you can feed a dog. But but aren't aren't inevitably you're going to because it's you like think? I yeah. mean we're already giving them the money. Well, you're already giving them the money, so if they take that money and they use it for something else, they're going to have to use the money that they do have, the actual physical money, not the stamp, not the food stamps, not the okay, okay. card or whatever like that. But they're cash. They're going to have to use their actual cash at that point to buy food. You need food to survive, and that's the whole point of like the government being behind it is like, no, this is a need. This isn't something that you can just like kind of brush off. So I feel like I have a problem with that. I don't want my money. I don't want my money going to feeding your dog. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with that. See, I, I really just looked at it as as long as it's coming out of what we're already giving you, that's already coming out of my pocket, then I don't care. You're going to use it, and then you're going to have your hand out for something else somewhere else that I'm going to have to be like, all right, well, then here, fine. Wow. Well, now, you can't, now you can't eat. Dude, when you got Fantone saying people are going to have their hand out, like, bro, like, uh, okay, well, this might be too radical then. I mean, quite a difference there between like, hey, you're in a disadvantaged situation versus you have a dog. You know what I'm saying? A dog is something you don't have to have. expensive, dude. Like, like I, okay, what I would say is this, is that if you were receiving government assistance and you have an animal, having owned animals, at some point, that's a vet bill, and it's going to be expensive. So I could understand while, why naysayers would say, well, wait a minute, but you got yourself into a $1,500 vet bill? Why am right. I giving you money to, you know what I mean? Right. Where I think everybody should get to eat. So, like, you know what I mean? I, I, yes. I, I don't want to be ripping, you know what I mean, food stamps out of people's hands. But I, I, I could see an argument of, like, well, I mean, dude, how are you affording that animal? Right. I mean, like, you know, you got a big dog, dude. That's a considerable food bill every like when month. when I see homeless guys with dogs, I'm always like... I don't know who to feel worse for. Well, at least with that, to me, there's like... I mean, like, the person, ultimately. Well, right. Yes, at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, let's, humans let, let's get about. on the right side of things. Yes, it's the person. Um, At least with a lot of that, I'm like, well, dude, if, if you're giving... If you're, if you're, if you're like, using that dog as a companion and, like, going through life, I guess, in the, in, in the homeless sense of... You I mean, know, you got nothing else. You're finding tra- you're finding trash and eating out of that, but like you might as well have a German Shepherd. And I guess how many homeless people are on food stamps would be a good point too. But I mean, you don't have a kitchen, so it's not like you can buy a lot of that stuff. But and you're not allowed to buy hot food, right? Right, you're not allowed to buy hot food. You buy a cold sandwich, can't buy a hot sandwich. It's a weird line that they draw with that, but that's the yeah. Truth. Okay, so hold on. So this is a true thing, right? Like, so if I go into like the grocery store, yeah. that will take cards, and they yeah. have like you know like salad bar. So could I buy something from the salad bar? Yep. Am I allowed to get soup? Uh, no soup. No soup. So wait a minute. I can get a salad. Yep. But soup is too far? Correct. Why? Um, what's the what's the hang up? Because it's you're supposed to be getting foods that are not meant to be ate in that moment to keep people from going to McDonald's essentially is what we're talking about here. Okay, to so keep people from going to that. So then why isn't the common sense alternative to that is Grocery store only. Grocery store only, restaurant not okay? Because at that point, I mean, like, Giant Eagle, uh, you know, has, like, tables and stuff right there. And, like, people are going to be like, well, if I'm not eating out. Okay, again, uh, right, okay. Again, I'm not eating out. What I would say to those people is there are certain things you can laugh off as ridiculous on principle. And nobody, nobody thinks 
Nobody drives the Giant Eagle thinking that's a restaurant. Nobody would also is nobody who would have to use it as a nobody other than people who would have to use it as a restaurant view it as a restaurant. What are those lunch tables there for? The for employees to, for you to eat? No, those sex those those are those are. I mean, that whole section right there is for for, for people to I'm eat. I'm just trying to let people have soup. I um, I, it's, it's weird. February, you, buy, you dicks. I mean, you can buy you can buy an eight piece thing of, of and that's why they have a lot of stuff cold. Is like you can buy an eight piece thing of fried chicken that's cold. You cannot buy an eight piece thing of fried chicken that's hot. You can't do that. I don't know what I mean. It's it, and it's it's you're supposed to be taking food home to prepare in a cheaper fashion, and that's what you know the rules are there. The rule is so you so you're not because you're not supposed to be eating the food in the moment. So you uh-huh. only come shopping when you when you've already eaten when you're full. This is that's one of the most defeating. Now a big part of the problem I have with I'm fine with the saying no, dude. You can't go to to like to Red the drive through right, right or a restaurant. I'm right. totally fine. No restaurants, no drive. I'm totally fine with that. Because I understand why that why that would cause the issues, right? But especially when you're talking restaurants because of tipping and all that kind of stuff. But if you walk into a local grocery store and they sell... So wait a minute. I can... Like, they have sub shops in those places. Yep. So I can get, like, a cold-cut sandwich. Yep. But if I want a meatball sandwich, they're going to tell me no? Correct. What if I get the meatballs cold if they don't heat it? Then you're in a different conversation. That's why they have a lot of that, that hot food cold in a refrigerated section right there. This is the dumbest logic I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is really, that's really dumb. And I've always tra- traditionally been the shut the faucet off and people will find water kind of guy. Like, I'm one of those. Well, and my, and, but yet, even here, I'm like, well, wait a minute, dude. What's with, the deal? I don't care if they have soup. Let them have soup. With so much of this, it's like, dude, if you're homeless or if you're in a bad financial situation where your gas has been shut off, your electricity has been shut off, something like that. How are you like making that, stuff? How are you making stuff? If you don't have, if you don't have a house, what, what am I supposed to do with a can of macaroni or a uh, you know, can of, of, of ravioli? I can't. What am I supposed to do? Like, You know, we had a guy uh, write in and says, you know why... The one reason why he doesn't think uh, that pet food should be covered underneath your food stamps is because ultimately you could feed a dog human food. Yeah. There are I some. Mean, I mean, I know there are some foods that are not good for your dog. I bet a, I bet a vet would tell you that ultimately feeding a dog human food is not good for the dog. I don't know, but I'm guessing. I mean, at what point is it like... Is is the is what the well being of the dog now the responsibility of the government? You know what I'm saying? Like we're getting in a, a yeah. lot of conversations here. You're opening I mean, up a lot of doors. I mean, there. when we when we when we you know when people make the push of like, all right, well, hey, healthcare for everybody should it be like, well, vet care for everybody too? I don't know. I don't think so. Pets pets are electives, dude. I mean, you live in a disadvantaged situation. If, if your parents are on drugs and like, well, dude, I, I mean, we got to get food. They're not going to spend. I, I got to get yeah, food. Yeah, I mean, what, what makes healthcare a little bit different is is that you, nobody asked to be born. Humans. You, I mean, right. you you were dropped off on a planet you owe money on from the moment you open your eyes. That's not necessarily your fault, but you're right. When you're on the journey, the role playing game that is known life, and you elect to take a dog on the path with you, you're kind of signing up. And taking responsibility of what comes with that, I would agree with that. Much like when you tell your kids, "No, we're not getting a dog because you want it, you want to play with it, but I'm going to be in the backyard picking up the poop for the next ten years of my life." Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. I. Uh, but dude, let people get soup. Like that is <laughs> dog the, food. No soup. Like yet. I swear to God, dude, I'm running for mayor. Every dude, soup for every. I'm the anti-soup Nazi. It's soup for every goddamn person.
There was the biggest clickbait article I've ever seen in my life, and all of Northeast Ohio has fallen for it. We'll get into it next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Another opportunity at $1,000 is at 710 this morning. So... Uh, everybody trying to get all in on the LeBron James lottery. Most people around the league seem pretty much convinced that he's going to leave at the end of the season. I am one of those people. I've been one of those people. Can't blame him. After this season, I can't look at him and be like, dude, what the F? What do you mean you're leaving? I, I get it. I have, uh, I've been one of these people since before this season. Before the Kyrie trade, I told you LeBron was going to leave. Everybody told me I was nuts. Like every other thing. And then normally in the end, I end up being right. But there's a clickbait article at ESPN.com that says the Golden State Warriors are in the LeBron James uh, lottery and uh, that he could meet with them in the offseason. I don't see this play. I think he's going to go. Um, It may even be a Western Conference team. I know a lot of people are like, why would he go to the West? He's already having a problem beating the Warriors and this and that. Well, there's better players in the West. You'll be able to compile a team faster there than you could here. Is what I maintain. But I think the Golden State Warriors is the last place he's ever going to go. I think, um, also, I think the Warriors are in a unique situation where they don't need him. I think they're the one team in the league that is like, why would we take you? Why? We're going to win a title without you, bro. Like, the only reason why anybody wants you is you make them a viable playoff contender. We're going to skate through the Western Conference playoff scene, and we're probably going to skate against you in the NBA Finals. We might sweep you in four. Why the hell would we risk our locker room, trade away one of our pieces for you, a guy who's got five years left, and and risk doing all this to help you win titles to beat Jordan? Um, because it would depend on uh, what what the, what the terms and circumstances here were. If he was willing to come in and uh, play for a reduced salary, and you could get rid of a Clay Thompson and put a LeBron James in there, you would do that in a heartbeat. It, it, to not do that would to be absolutely ridiculous. Now, if he's I coming, would not do that. If he's coming in to demand, you know, a full salary, and you had to cut Draymond Green and and other pieces and other things, well, then maybe you have a point. It just depends on what those circumstances are. I would not do that if I I'm if I'm the Golden State Warriors I'm the one team telling LeBron James you know what bro stay away stay away I I I I I mean I guess I see what you're saying in the sense of like we don't need you but I don't think any team would operate like that I don't and I don't think it's all that likely if LeBron's done one if he's done anything it's at least until this point in his career he has shown that he is not willing to take less money like that's the thing. Like, well, he took he took less money when he went to Miami. He did. He took less money was when he went to Miami. But since coming back from the Cavaliers, he's been a very big and vocal proponent of guys getting paid as much as they possibly can. Right. Which I understand and I, I honestly respect. And like I get it, LeBron. You don't need that money. But if you start taking less, other dudes across the NBA who don't have Sprite contracts are going to be expected to take less. So like I get that. Yeah, I also think that is true, and there is truth in that. And I think he's a good enough person to where that is a component of it. But he. Also also does it because he wants to, he wants to be he likes that argument because he gets to be selfish and look like he's being good like there's there is part of that that goes into that but if I'm the Warriors I'm telling him stay away bro we don't need you we're gonna sweep you in four we we dude you're afraid of us you and do we win effortlessly any one of our big four can sit down for the entire game we're still winning by 20 like they don't need him so I don't see it happening. And I don't think, honestly, look at what, if you got to give the Golden State Warriors anything, it's this. 
is that we all thought it was going to be egos. We all thought it was going to be drama. We all thought it was going to be this. And what have all four of those dudes been able to show what they do? Ah, no, dude, we pull that all to the side, bro. We just want to win. We're just about winning. Anywhere LeBron James goes, it is nonstop drama. Kevin Durant got himself out of Oklahoma City because Russell Westbrook is nothing but drama. They are not going to bring in the biggest drama queen in the history of sport into their locker room. They're too smart and they're winning titles without them. It will never ever happen. More Stansberry Show and your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. We have $1,000 to pass out. We'll do that momentarily. I'm laughing because during the break, I was reading an article, and I would I, I would agree that Cleveland.com kind of likes to stir the pot. Yeah. You know, a little bit. Yeah. Especially with their internet articles and the, that kind of thing, like, and so this story of Howard inducting Bon Jovi is like back in the news, which I personally love the fact that Howard's coming here to induct a rock band into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's going to make certain people I know freak out about the fact that that dude is in there, is in the town. It's going to make people lose their minds and they're going to be besides themselves. And there's part of me that like loves that. But apparently he had said the other day, that rock stars are not in Cleveland. They don't care about getting on a jet and going to Cleveland. They just don't. And like people, so Cleveland.com chose to take this portion of what Howard had said and post it, of course, because they understand it's going to make all of you foam at the mouth yes. and like say all these things back and forth. And so like reading these comments, sure enough, they're predictable, right? Like I, I bet I, I bet if I even asked you, you would know what some of them are. One of them is you're a washed up has been that never re- that never was a. That never really was anything, essentially, is what she's saying. That's crazy. I'm going to disagree. That's crazy. I think Howard did some things. Yeah, he had done some things. Stern was all right. He had done some things. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. He's remained pretty relevant in his career. Well, that's the other thing is people are telling me how he's not relevant anymore. I mean... I, yeah, I mean, dude, as a guy who does this, I'm telling you, he's still he's still relevant. Yeah. Is he as big as he was once upon a time? No. I, I think there has been um, some changing in the things. And also, he had to clean up his act quite a bit. Like, I don't listen to him a whole lot. I don't have satellite radio. But, like, when I have listened to him, my friends who have it, and, like, every once in a while, I'll check. I'll be like, all right, well, what's he talking about? And I'll check it out. Like, he's changed his act completely because you can't do what he was doing before. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are still some guys out there doing what he was doing before. And, uh, and you know what I mean? To a T. But that's, uh, but I mean, welcome to the entertainment business. That's just the way it works. But he is definitely, he's not about, like, what he used to be about. I mean, dude, he talks about chess a whole lot now. And, like, Jeez. he gets, you know, he gets really nerdy about being, like, a chess freak and like all that kind of stuff i think a part of it i'm sure is like number one i think anyone grows in the time since he started until the time now it's like 40 yeah, years so like you're older you probably grew up a little bit there um and there's probably a little bit of him that's like dude i've reached a level of success where i don't have to fake it anymore i don't have to well, be what you expect me to be anymore he would tell you and this is true is that he's never really faked it that he would have told you 25 years ago i don't want to go to cleveland i don't want to do that like, I mean, it's just who he is. And if you do know him, 
and by know him, I mean if you listen, if you're familiar with his brand, he is kind of, I never, dude, his first marriage broke up because he wouldn't go anywhere with his wife. He talks about it all the time, about how now with Beth, she's like taking him places and he goes and hates it, but he doesn't want to lose Beth. So he goes. It's like, dude, the guy doesn't, there are, I've always said about this business, is that you, you get two kinds of guys. You get guys who are so extroverted that it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. You should be right. on the radio. Or you get people who are so into them themselves and they're so weird in public that a room kind of like that you control and only you are the one kind of controlling the narrative is, is the way, is the, you're so fragile around people that you have to be in a completely controlled environment that only you are in charge of. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've talked about it before where it's like, yes, on one hand, our job is very public, obviously very forward-facing, everybody listening. Um, at the same time, it's just me and you talking, so it's very easy to kind of uh, lure yourself into a false sense of like, no, it's just the people here, it's just what's going on in this room, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's like that. And that's, that's why a lot of the people who have been on the radio for years go into character mode when they're in the studio, because they don't want to really tell you who they really right. are. They're afraid of that. And so that, that kind of happens, but Howard's always been a curmudgeon. It's always been who he's been. Right, and I mean, like, who he is. This uh, this all goes back to uh, it was I think last year's NBA playoffs and the MLB playoffs when 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 one of the commentators was like, "Hey, Toronto Raptors, good job," and everybody's like, "Oh my God, they hate us!" And then Joe Buck was like, "Hey, dude, you know some of the some of the New York players are pretty good," and everyone's like, "Oh my God, they hate Cleveland. It's so tough here." And it's like, guys, who effing cares what Howard Stern thinks? Who? Uh, why? Are, are you really? Are you really? basing like your own sense of like civic pride and who you are based off of what Howard Stern thinks about Northeast Ohio. Well, here's what's interesting is that this is an area like you had said earlier in this conversation that no matter who you are, you grow where dude, 10 years ago, this would have made me fly off the handle screaming. I would have been livid about this. Like, how dare you blast where I'm from? But at the end of the day, it's like, well, dude, the guy's worth two billion dollars he can go anywhere he wants. And dude, his wife took him to like, I don't know, some remote island in, in like paradise any effing hated it. He bitched about it for weeks. He hated it. Yeah, I mean, made his life out of blasting things. Made his life out of talking crap, cra- crap about things. And and, and like, and this is this is true too. Where it's like we put such a rose-colored glasses on when it comes to where we live. Where don't get me wrong, very proud to be where I'm from. I'm very proud to be from this area. But I mean, is it really the best place in the whole wide world? No. Where it's like, oh, dude, no, Cleveland, Ohio, it's where every rock star wants. Wants to be. It's everyone's favorite destination for vacation. It's like, no, no, it's not. I said to somebody yesterday, I was having lunch with somebody yesterday, and I said that I have been pleasantly surprised over this last four years about how much I love Canton, Ohio. Like, I would never, I would never want to leave here. But if I was going to be honest with you people, and I kind of like make my living on it, I have lived in areas of this country that would technically be considered to be more appealing. That you get better weather, there's better scenery, there's better things. Doesn't mean I want, I prefer it, but there are places where it's like, guys, if, like those people, it's like people who don't have a passport who tell me America's the best country in the world. Now it might be, but you don't know that. Like, because you haven't been anywhere. That's rhetoric you're regurgitating. Where if you if you show me a passport, you got 50 stamps in it. I'm like, okay, well, you've been around. So, like, do you got perspective? Yeah, be proud of where you're from, but to not recognize the warts of it, to not, I mean, and that's part of being proud of it is being honest about it and knowing what it is and knowing what its shortcomings are. So, like, no, dude, it's it's okay. That because it's okay to say that rock stars don't want to come to Cleveland because, dude, unless they're playing a gig here, rock stars don't.
don't want to come. Well, <laughs> haven't people been bitching to me you know? for the last five years about a lot of tours skipping here? So, yeah. so are you mad because of how right he is? Like, was that what it is? Or is it just like, it's like little brother syndrome. I can I can make fun of where I live, but nobody who doesn't live here can. And I kind of understand that. Like I said, years ago, this would have made me foam at the mouth. But now I'm just like, I don't care what that guy says. He's, I mean, dude, he's allowed. I mean, dude, we're all loud mouths. I'm not knocking Howard. It's like, but dude, that's what we do. It's always what we do. It's like, yeah, dude, this is how I feel. And I don't you know, take it or leave it. I mean, dude, I'm one of those. So I can't, I, I can't condemn him for that. I don't want to go anywhere either. My favorite, and Stansbury read this to me off the air. So I want, I'm not going to get the quote right. My favorite comment read was, well, what he needs to do is listen to Huey, New- Huey, Huey Lewis and the heart of rock and roll is still beating in Cleveland, baby. What? That's one of the quotes. Is the dude Howard needs to listen to more Huey Lewis in the news. That is, dude. Yeah, thanks for that. I, I, I forgot the best part. I forgot the best part. I thought he was a has-been who's never been anything. What was going to be the funniest part? But Huey Lewis, the heart of rock and roll, it's beating. Jesus. Yeah, I just, I guess I get it because I don't want to go anywhere ever either. No, I want to stay in my house. I never want to leave. I don't want to go anywhere. Ever. Uh, This is going to shock a ton of you, but I think I might be for prayer in school. As a non religious person, I think I'm for prayer in school. I'll tell you that story after giving you this $1,000 right now. 6 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. 8.30, we'll pass out those Skinner tickets. They're playing July 27th. Blossom, that'll be a good one. We'll that will you. be. Yeah, that'll be a good night out, for sure. So I said before the break, in the business that's known as a tease. There it is. That as a non-religious person, I may be all right with school prayer. And of course, already people are on me. Like, it was just, the minute I said it, a woman was like, yes, I agree with you. Education needs to change. Right? Well, you may want to I want to hold on and hear everything I have to say before you full-on agree with me. And for those of you that are anti-prayer in school, you may want to hold on and hear me out before you get all mad about what I'm going to say. Uh, real quickly, uh, for those of you that don't know or maybe don't remember, I was raised by a minister, had plenty of religion in my life, right? We used to go to church on Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. Sometimes twice on Sunday, morning and night. Okay. So I've had enough of it, and it's had me in my adult life. It has caused issues, and I have taken issue with religion, especially after watching my father die and looking at people who told me they were Christian completely change how they were interacting with my mother and the estate and like all that kind of stuff. I saw Christianity for what it can be sometimes, and it turned me off from it, okay? But there's an issue going on in Beloit. Which I believe is kind of what? About halfway between here and Youngstown, it looks like? Yeah, yeah, I would say a little further past Alliance. Okay, fair enough, right? And apparently there is a proposal to end a tradition at the high school. And if I have this right, it's West Branch is the name of the high school. Okay. West Branch High School in Beloit. And before sporting events... They have normally had a local minister offer a non-denominational prayer before every home basketball and football game. Now, non-denominational, that's technically what I was was raised as, was a non-denominational born-again Christian, is the kind of like the way it was described to me growing up every single day of my life. 
Okay? So non-denominational means you're not really Baptist, you're not this, you're not that. You just believe in the teachings of Christ, essentially. Okay, so it's not like... To, to, to make it really easy. So, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a better definition, but to make it easy, that's what it is. So it's not necessarily a prayer for all religions. It's, it's just like kind of a prayer for all Christianity there? I feel like... Oh, I don't know. I don't want to. Ma- I, I don't. You know, don't put me on the hook for that answer because okay. I don't know for sure what, what, whether that's true. But, or not. but certainly not a non-denominational prayer is going to be a prayer to Jesus, correct? Yes. Okay. If I if at least, it wasn't my life. Okay. Okay. It wasn't okay. my life. Okay. Or at least uh, Christianity. At least if not a prayer directly to Jesus to that to that. But yes, okay. but much like how like. Catholicism would be folded into Christianity here and those other things. Lutherans so, yes. and yes, yes. And all that. Like, kind of stuff. like an all encompassing, we believe, like God, right? Okay. Like, it's kind of one of those. Okay. But an organization called the Freedom from Religion Foundation found out about it and told the district that the prayer was a violation of the U.S. Constitution. Okay? So, there's a proposal to end this. Now, here's where I feel like a complete and utter hypocrite. Is that if you were to do prayer in a high school classroom, I'm the kind of person that's going to freak out about that. Now, I may not go online. I may not do all these things. But in the back of my mind, I'm going to be like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. I don't like it. Right. Okay. So, like, by freak out, I'm going to say I disagree with you. Okay. But why is it, as a guy that does not have kids, full disclosure, that if if, if my kid was, like, putting on his pads and getting ready to go out on a football field... Why do I feel as if, well, if they do a prayer before that, I'm okay with it? Because I don't want it before homeroom. Right. But yet, I I think it's much like, you know, how when people get upset with, like, God bless you and, like, those kinds of things and, or, like, Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays. Like, I'm, my only thing is, is, like, the well wishing is there. The intention of you wishing me well and wishing me happiness is there. Where if my kid's getting ready to take battle on a football field, a prayer for that, even though I'm a non religious person, right. and I don't think it's going to do much, <laughs> is you're, 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 you're showing me and my children the respect of, I hope you come out of this okay. Which ultimately, I don't have a problem with that. Which, but can you express that without having to pray for it? Oh, I'm sure you could. But I, but again, my, my point is, is like I'm not sure. I, as a guy who would not raise my children with prayer or church in my household, I believe I can teach my kids to pick people up off the ground and not murder his neighbor without beating, you know, Isaiah into him. I believe that because I think most people could probably get there pretty easily. And but yet, if you are wish, if you were, if you were praying to something that you believe for the safety of my kid, I'll take it. Um, it's much like I'm not religious at all, but you put me on a plane and it starts to go down. I'm praying. But you're right? talking about you praying at this point. Now you're praying with the children. I mean, it's not like you're just sitting there saying a prayer before that game. You're taking your prayer, your belief system and putting it on that entire football team right there. So, like, would you be OK with somebody, you know, putting up, you know, making your kid say a Jewish prayer? Would you be OK with them with your kid? You know, one of the many other religions in the world. Apparently, I'm being told from people in the community it is student-led. That does make it different if you're me. If I mean, this is kids coming together trying to do this, right? So if this is kids coming together trying to do this, is this so? There's no, there's no like. Well, but, but it's a minister-led thing, didn't we just read that? Yeah, the they, well, they bring him in, but I, but I believe, I guess it, it's student-motivated. I'm but, assuming is but what she means. You're bringing that minister in, right? I mean, the school's bringing the minister in. Here's where it gets sticky. Is that we all want to go, ah, what's the big deal? 
until they come in and bring out prayer mats and we're doing Islamic prayers, then we're freaking out. You're losing your mind. You're losing I mean, your people, mind. People will lose their minds. And, and what if it's like, no, hey, I'm praying towards, you know, the God that I believe in and I'm praying for the right reasons. I'm praying for these kids not to get hurt, but I'm just doing it right on a prayer mat. People lose their minds. Dude. Here's the thing. Lose God, their minds. I hate it. I, I am. So, I, dude, I hate this about me, but I would like it less. I don't know if I'm if, so mad. Like, we got to stop. I don't know if I get there, but I, I know me, and I'm telling my wife, oh, I don't know if I love it. it, it like, it, that's happening at my dinner table for sure. Uh, Dearborn, Michigan is like the heart of of, of Muslims in America, yeah, dude. I mean, true. it 100% is. Like, that's where it all is happening right now. And if it came out that you were bringing in... Islamic preachers into that school, the school that people don't even have any relationship with, you're going to be like, my tax money should not go to that. It should not go to that. And if you ask me... That's fair. And if you ask me, no, our tax money should not go to that, just like it should not go in to bring some some some, some preacher in from, from West Branch, dude. I, 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 I 100% sign off on like... This, if you want to pray together as a team, as students, that's fine. But you're bringing somebody in. The school is the school is giving that permission. They're giving it their blessing. You're signing off on it. Yes, and and and, and now Cody tweets in and says, "When I played football in high school, we always said the Lord's Prayer before all games." I'm not religious, but it did feel comforting to me, at least for some reason. We, yeah, when I played high school football, we did the same, and it always kind of felt like rang wrong to me, where it's like, I this doesn't. So all right, so you, all right, so you played high school football for Twinsburg. Yes. Okay. So when you would. You so you guys would recite the Lord's Prayer? Yes. So, like, walk me through, like, when did this happen? How did it happen? Who did it? Like, how how's this work? Probably happened before, like, the pump-up speech before the game. Because, so before the coach is giving you the Newt Rockney. Right. Before, before okay. the coach is, you know, banging on chests and, like, throwing chairs and stuff. Um, yeah, before that. That also seems weird. Before that, I mean, it was, all right, everyone's going to take a knee together. And I can remember, like, looking around and being like, I, I don't really want to be doing this here, guys. Like, well, I Again, you were not taking to church a lot as a kid, right? I, dude, I have never been to church just to go to church. I've been to churches for weddings. I've been to churches for funerals, but I have never like you've never been to like a service. I've never just gone to go. Now, if it's like, wow. hey, hey, it's weird. Hey, if it's hey, you know, in my childhood. Now, if it's been, hey, your nephew's singing at his church, you got to go, and I'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go, but I've never just gone to go. I mean, yeah, you're not anti-church. You just, I, don't, I mean, dude, do just what you weren't, just weren't raised with. Do what you want in your life, and I mean, like at this point, it's weird too. So did they bring? So hold on. Did, so, but they would bring a minister in, or they would bring like a priest in, no, or like head coach would lead it. Oh, the head coach. Head did. coach would lead it. Yep. Who was the head coach then? Uh, was it Tosico? Uh, no, 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 no. At that point, I think it was Hadakovic. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. years later, but yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. that that was that was head coach leading the prayer right there. And I'm sorry, but like, if you want to pray at your locker, God bless you, dude. Go ahead and do it. But like, to to have somebody as a point of authority saying that, like, yes, we're all coming together as a team, and you could say, well, the kid, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. And it's like, well, now I'm not a part of the team. Yeah, I mean, here's the problem with like school prayer and prayer on school grounds is this and that is that it's just another way to make kids different, and they're kind of forced to be there now when you're talking sports they're not necessarily forced to play on the football team i understand that so don't draw that don't you know don't don't hit me over the you know the exact thing there but like in school it is it's just a way to point out how kids are different and we're making them be there and like I mean, if I wanted to pray that, hey, we all pass this math test, it would be like, no. So, but the fact that it's broken neck, the fact that it's concussions, and that that's what we're all like, oh, well, it's just well-intended. I'm sorry, if your kid's going to get his neck broken out on the football field, you saying the Lord's Prayer before you go out there, I, 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 I'm sorry, it's I not mean, happening. Aren't the mysterious ways going to work no matter what you 
you pray for. I, I, I so like I don't know. And I again, I want people to understand. I'm not trying to mock your faith. I'm really no. not. There are people who get off on it, and I'll be honest with you. I used to be a guy who would get off on mocking people's faith. When I did afternoons, I was wild about it. Again, my father had just died. I was taking. I had real issues with religion. I got really angry about it. I hadn't resolved a lot of that anger yet, and I've just worked on that for the last like decade and become I, I think a better person on the other end. And, and so, like, I'm not out to, like, you know, mock you or, like, you know, tell you you're stupid for believing in this and that. And ultimately, I would be okay with it. But maybe it's because of my religious background, though. Maybe it is because, like, I, wo- I, like, I grew up with somebody praying for me all the time, having a minister father, that if my kid comes home from school and is like, yeah, dude, Dad, we won the game. And, oh, by the way, we prayed before it. I'd be like, all right. I'm, I mean, I'm not crazy about it, but, like, okay. Dad, we prayed to Allah before it. I, like I said, dude, I hate admitting it. I hate admitting it. I don't know if I go to the school. Like, I don't know if I'm one of those, but I'm definitely looking at my wife at dinner. Like, can you believe what's happening? I, God, I hate that about me. I do not like that. So apparently I still have some work to do. Like, we're all unfinished projects. Because I, you're right. And if that were happening today... Very different conversation we're having right now, dude. Very different conversation. Yeah, I don't think anybody in Beloit's getting behind that. And I don't mean to call your city out. I don't think anybody in the area anywhere is really going to be all about that. And again, I'm I'm being hit over the head with it. Nobody's forcing them. you got to remember, if you elect to sit out of those things, you are going to be isolated as different. You will be treated as different. And it's just bringing on more mockery from other students... And again, it's like that is a that's I'm not sure that that's okay. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that that's not okay for a scholastic environment. But if you wanted to pray, like if I was in the stands and somebody said I prayed for your son as a linebacker tonight, as a non-religious person, I would say thank you for that. I appreciate that because I understand that you take this seriously, and for you, that is a very real thing that you're trying to do for my family. So I respect and enjoy that. And ultimately, there are private schools. If you want your children to be praying for, you know, in school or before events, then I there are private schools. I understand they cost money, and I understand that, but that's there are things that you do in life to get the things that you want. And there, are, you got to understand, not everybody believes in the same religion that you do, and and you Most are people don't. You are kind of and you, for the people who are who don't believe in your religion, a prayer, you're kind of forcing them to observe it. Which is a strange place to be. Even if you're not going to force them to take part in it, forcing them to observe it even could be seen as inappropriate. I think I would, uh, much like a lot of other things, I would think I would tell people like, oh, uh, guys, really? Like, prayer is that bad for you to have to see? I'd be with you on that. But there is an argument. We'll hook you up with $1,000 at 810 and also have more Stansberry Show for you on the other side. Hang on. Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Hey, welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. You can also follow along at Stansberry Show on Twitter. The Instagram is Dan.Stansberry. Find Fantone on Twitter at Fantone. All that stuff. Uh, by the way, all the social media stuff, if you can't remember it, it is all linked at WRQK.com. Before the break, we were talking about how... Um, there's a group that's come after West Branch High School in Beloit who uh, has traditionally been doing prayer before, uh, I believe it's the football and the basketball games. Quick note there, why isn't it everything? 
If it's just, you know, like, hey, we're out there praying, do we not care if volleyball players get hurt, right? That's weird. Right? I would I would I would grant you that that if that if, that if, if is it just the boys sports that we not care about girls? Yeah. What about soccer players, man? I don't want them to have broken now, legs. Now, again, I remember that, like somebody told me like the district had like 1200 people in it, so maybe they maybe they can't field teams for all the sports. I don't know. I don't know, but you're right. If you're going to do it, that that's another like sticky wicket there where it's like if you're going to do it before the events, then you kind of have to do them before all. But I was kind of like talking about how um I'm not out to attack anybody's religion or your faith or make you feel dumb over the fact that you have faith and I do not. And the reason why I went so far into that is because I used to do that. I used to really be out to like prove to you how silly it was to believe in the Bible and to believe in God and this and that. And ultimately, I had said during the conversation that, you know, over the last 10 years, I've kind of tried to like let a lot of that go, let a lot of my unresolved anger with Christianity and God over, you know, my father dying and all that stuff. I just tried to let it go and not make ultimately I haven't let it go, but just trying not to make it anybody else's problem. Yeah, that's my thing with it is what it doesn't make any difference to me what you believe i mean i can think it's silly or stupid or whatever but like i don't i don't care i'm just not trying to make anybody i used to be one of these people that was like you know on easter i'd be like my favorite trick is when you ran on water and like all this you know what i mean just kind of like pointing out some of the things i thought were silly and it's just not important to me anymore to like knock that for anybody else it's just not and so a guy hit me up. He's like, it's not because you're a good person, Stansbury. It's because you're old. Nice try, Snowflake. There it is. There Which, it is. First, let's admit, Snowflake, it's tired, guys. Let's retire it, right? Much like triggered. It's enough. It's We're done. Like those, those words, we're done. Let them go, right? And I disagree. I do think it's about the fact it's about self-improvement. About not making, about about me not having to tell anybody else what's wrong with them so I feel better about where my position is. That's self-improvement. If you feel challenged about that statement that I made or feel like I'm pretentious for it, I'm sorry. If, if, dude, if you've been paying attention in the last two years of this program, that's what this whole thing's been about for me. Is like, dude, I want to be, I want to feel differently than I have my entire life. I have, I have been one of these people that's been clutching to these things that just kind of like make me crazy. And I, I'm tired of it, dude. It just, dude, the, the feeling in my chest and the anger and the tiredness. I'm just, dude, enough. And also, dude, I'm a snowflake? Bro. Like, dude, you're not paying close enough attention. Yeah, but I mean, that's the knee-jerk reaction of like somebody said something I disagree with. Therefore, it's a it's a it's an issue with them as a human. Like you are so soft, you are so easily offended that like you think differently than me. Therefore, you're less than me. It's a very it's a very easy reaction to go to. There, it doesn't make well, it right. Here's why. Here's why I'm I'm telling you to retire this word. Is that we didn't even apply the word to me properly. Snowflake was reserved for people who had serious problems with things that people that other people felt like, oh, dude, you shouldn't be up in arms about that. I am not up in arms about this issue on either side of it. I'm just kind of like, like I said, I don't want it in my kid's English classroom, but for some reason before he's going to go play middle linebacker, I kind of like it. But because you don't line up exactly with me, you are that thing less than me. And that's exactly where that's going. It doesn't matter if it's applied properly or not. I view snowflakes as less than me. You don't agree exactly with me. Therefore, you are less than me. That's exactly what it is, dude. And West Branch, by the way, has all sports. They've got all girls sports, all sports. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm with you on that. 
Uh, Heather's asking me who's the group that, that's out to end this, and it is the Freedom From Religion Foundation. These are essentially people that don't want religion anywhere near your government and or your schools. Which, like... Okay, I dude, I have zero issue with religion. I really don't like. I, 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 if that's what if that's what it takes for you, good. I'm glad you have it. I'm glad you. I'm glad you find comfort in it. I don't want it in my school, and I don't want it in religion. I mean, it's our, not. I'm not anti government our government. Yeah. yeah, I'm not anti religion. I mean. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, places where people are going to be like, well, what about this? Because we suspend it for this. Like, you know, um, was it the red mask the government does or whatever? And like, yeah, I mean, there's going to be things. And yeah, I know it says, you know, God on the bills. And I get it. Right. I get it. But things change. Times change. And it's just money. And you don't read anything else on it. So you can you can ignore the one word on it, too. Just pay the guy, you know, at the gas station for your cigarettes. You know what I mean? Well, and you'll be fine. At least with that, I think you can say God and it doesn't necessarily have to mean uh, Christian Christian God. I think you can say God, and it's not necessarily like, hey, it's this one religion. Where it's like, if you're saying the Lord's Prayer, that's a Christian prayer. Like, 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 like that's the whole thing. Is if you said in a very like truly non-denominational way of like, hey, we're just hoping that these kids don't get hurt, but you're saying the Lord's Prayer. You're saying something specifically Christian. It's not non-denominational. It is Christian. Like. That's that's a little bit different to me where it's like I okay like you can have God on the dollar bill. I don't have a major issue with that. Like I don't I just have an issue with, over the fact that I don't have more dollar bills. We need some more of them. Dollar, dollar bills. A thousand of them actually would be nice. You're right in the sense like I okay, I was kind of ra- now again, this is just how I was raised. It doesn't necessarily make this fact. It's just how I was raised. I was kind of raised to use the word God as an all-encompassing this is the create right right and so my father being a minister was like look there are other religions out there and it was important to him that we experience that so he would take us to synagogue he would take us to you know we were go to baptist churches we'd go to lutheran churches we'd go to you know catholic mass we would do he wanted to expose us to how other people came to this idea so he could because he would always say look i'm sending you guys to private school before i went to high school i'm sending you guys to private school it is kind of Putting you in a tunnel on this very broad issue that that makes people crazy. You know what I mean? That makes people fight with one another. And he knew that. So he wanted to expose David and I to multiple systems so we could see that ultimately that good people of faith agree more than they disagree. They may disagree about how you get to hear, how you get to right. hear this and that. Right. But ultimately the teachings of be good to one another, don't kill anybody, maybe don't sleep with your neighbor's wife and let your neighbor keep his bike and we're all going to be all right. Like there like there are some basic good common things in there and he wanted to show us all that. And so you are right about the fact that they're claiming this to be non-denominational, not necessarily the truth there. Um, Rob tweeted this in. I just think it's a great point. Snowflake is for conservatives, like racist is for liberals. It's used anytime someone says something that you may not agree with. Yeah, I, I, so I just saw that. Rob, th- thanks for tweeting that in, Rob. Rob has, I've never met the guy, but he is, I, I can tell you from the things he comments on in the show a lot, that he leans to the right pretty heavily, but yet he finds that he does like you and I because he's like, well, dude, at least you guys are fair about it, though. Like, you're just not, like, out to, like, just be, you know what I mean? Like, you at least examine both things there. And he normally is pretty cool with both sides of a viewpoint, which I think is ultimately where most people are. I still think that the social media and the news and everybody, they just divide us and make us think that we all hate each other more than we do. But...
If I'm in the stands and you're praying for my kid, I, I as a as a non-believer, I still do like that because I know that you are a believer and you were wishing well on me and mine, and so ultimately I respect that position. Your shot at a thousand dollars is next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here for North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Kenton 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 8.30, we'll pass out some Skinner tickets, although right around the corner, you're shot at $1,000. Oh, nice. We'll do that here momentarily. Yeah. Uh, do your boy LeBron back at it again. Yeah. Um, this time with his Instagram account. And he's always known to be a little cryptic with these things. And he loves it. I just think he loves it. There's a little Trumpness in LeBron in the sense that, dude, as long as they're talking about me, I like it. Like, there is, yeah. like, he does kind of have that, right? Yeah. And so he posted on his Instagram account a photo, uh, black background, the red 100 symbol. That's and, how you know it's real, by the way. If all you white people out there are like, what does this even mean? I'm telling you right now, it's, it's really real. Okay. Before we can tell you the rest of the story, dude, you know, I know a white person that uses yeah. 100, like, I don't want to say wrongly, but definitely too often. And it's like, you're just trying to be cool. Like, dude, like Nicole, who works here. Okay. Like, I'll say something to her, like, dude, we should go to lunch. She'll be like, 100. And I'm like, what? I'm getting jiggy with it. Okay. Yeah, all, dude, all right. Zip up the fanny pack, Ma. We got it. So anyway, LeBron, black background, 100 symbol, and says, when you become lazy, it's disrespectful to those who believe in you. And so now everybody's like, what's this mean? And is it laziness on Dan Gilbert's part of um, of not signing other players or or not being aggressive enough? Um, was it laziness and not finding the right GM that he wanted? Um, is it Kevin Love being lazy the other night and coming out of that game? And even though now he's got a broken hand, now he feels like I can say this uh, because you know he's not going to be on the court. Is that it? Is it Isaiah Thomas? Is it or is it just? Sometimes LeBron is out there just to be a motivator for some people. And you see a lot of people like this on these social media sites. And does this have nothing to do with the basketball? I feel like the answer to all that is yes. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, honestly, yes on all of that. There is a little bit of like, yo, guys in my own personal life, Dan Gilbert, um, uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas, guys that I work with, there is a little bit of like, yo, I'm saying this about you. And I'm sure there's a little bit about it, too, that's like, eh, dude, you know what? I am a motivator individual there are plenty of people out there and I think it's a really good sentiment too and that's something that I've 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 tried to like convey into students that I talk with at Project Rebuild is like so many people are in the mindset of haters are my motivators dude F your haters don't worry about your haters worry about the people that believe in you that's who you should be doing it for don't do it to prove somebody wrong do it to prove somebody right like that's that's how I feel. Well, if you approach it that way, you will turn more people into believers, right? And I mean, and that's really what it boils down. That to That is me. true. Like, that's a, like, that, that's the better way to look at it. There, it's it, 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 it's it's the people that don't believe in you. What do you what are you concerned about them for? It, it's very little can be done to make them believe, right? And they won't even in the end. They're not going to believe. They'll just suck up to you because you did it. What's what's worse? What 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 do you want on you? Madness or disappointment? I'll take the madness. I don't want people disappointed in me. If you're mad at me, fine. It's just like parents, or it's like, dude, you uh, scream at me till you're blue in the dude, face. Dude, like I remember as a kid, right? Uh, I I had gotten in trouble. I stole something out of somebody's car. Mm. 
Like I had done one of those. Dude, old man Stan's very not happy about that one. Dude, I know it. Radar, know de- it. radar detector. Like that's how, oh. dude, dating your, dating your boy right now. Like how old he is, right? But I stole a radar detector out of somebody's car. Yeah. And I was with a group of my buddies and we just thought, oh yeah, we'll just do it. Right? Like we won't get caught. Right? Because every criminal thinks they're smarter than the average bear, even though you're not. Right. Otherwise you would be smart enough not to commit right. crimes. That's how that would work. Doing something else. Right? And I remember like, being in the car with my dad and he wouldn't yell and i was like in the back of my mind i was like scream. dude just scream at me you're so mad at me just yell at me what are you doing and i could see it like he was mind effing me from the from the driver's <laughs> seat of the car it was like a nature show like we were both staring at one another like who's going to look away first and there was just the i will never forget and i even said to my mom like when i got home i was like he won't yell and she said daniel He's not angry with you. He feels like he has put more time and investment into raising you better than this. And he's disappointed not only in you, but in himself because he feels like he didn't raise you properly enough. And I went, oh, you bastards. Son of a bitch. You bastards. You found another level past pissed. Like, this is worse. Be pissed. Yeah, I mean, tears coming down your face. You just feel like the lowest of the <laughs> yeah. low. And it's like, if you, if you would have screamed at you, it would be like, yeah, whatever, Over in dude. five eh, minutes. Whatever, we're done. Dude. It doesn't we're done. matter. We're yeah. done. But I'm carrying that around today. <laughs> um, and honestly, when it, when, it, when it comes to this LeBron issue, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, it's like, I can't blame him in this situation. There's been times I've looked back and been like, LeBron, like what the whole, doing? Like right. The, right, with, with, with the Kevin Love fit in, fit out, whatever. And I thought that was a little petty. This time around, dude, no, I understand where you're coming from, man. Because nobody on that team right now is living up to their potential or expectations that have been put on them. Outside of LeBron James, I think you can say that pretty much about the entire team. I haven't been watching enough to know, so I'll trust you. And and, and, and at that point, I mean, as the leader of men, as the leader of that team, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, you've had the private conversations. You've had the, you know, the, the, the team meetings, you've done all these things, and you still haven't gotten the results. Now, you're right. A part of that is LeBron, is your dad right now, is saying, God, I thought I raised him better. I thought that my team would be better able to do this. But sure. Somewhere along the line, you've got you've to call other people out, dude. And if, if they're not living up to it, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, here's the, the this is weird. Tom Brady will lay into wide receivers on the sideline of a football game. Lay into them. Scream. And people go, see, leadership. Now, maybe it's because it's a more direct approach. But here's what I do know. That if there were video, and we've seen it. It happened this year where LeBron was kind of screaming on the sidelines. And everybody gave him crap over it, myself included. But yet, it's in other regards. But that is the difference. I think there's a difference between football and basketball for some reason there. Like, football's kind of hard-nosed. You're supposed to be like that. But isn't the complaint against basketball all the freaking time? That you're time? too soft. Too soft. Yeah. The game's gotten too soft. No, that's fair. So LeBron goes out there and gets and chews out somebody's ass, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't See, know. See, this is why everybody hates him. Right. right. I mean, there, there, there is truth in that. He, LeBron can do no right. Right. I would agree with that. Like, he can do no right. I, um, I, I don't know what this is about. And I'm with you where the sentiment ultimately is okay. And I would hate being called lazy. Would hate it. Again, it was one of my dad's favorite words because he knew it would make me mad and he knew it would motivate me. But like, if I'm sorry, but if you're a grown man and you're being compensated on an NBA team and you can't handle the word lazy being associated with you, then that's on you. Like, then, then, then work harder and get over it. 
right? Now, I am hearing that a lot of these issues that are going on with the Cavaliers right now are Dan Gilbert related. And, dude, apparently he and Isaiah Thomas have like this special relationship and there's resentment building on the floor um which is r- ridiculous i mean i don't How'd know this happen? i don't know what dan gilbert's seen in isaiah thomas where it's like all right if you're dan gilbert right now and you know that it's a very real possibility that lebron james leaves the team it's easy for me as non-owner just fans some dude who talks about the cavaliers to say dude go all in this year f whatever happens in the future that's is all that matters not right your now. money but at the same time i mean what's worth more to you you put it going all in right now and 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 winning a championship or at least making a push to it or you preparing to be the eight seed two years from now. You know what I mean? So like, I'll choose I, I, right. I, I think I have point there, but I can see it from his perspective. But if you think that by buddying up with Isaiah Thomas and, and maybe at the end of the year, once LeBron leaves back in that Brinks truck up for him and paying him, dude, you're not paying attention to what's happening on the basketball court. You're not like, because Isaiah Thomas cannot be your centerpiece. Cannot. I, I, I don't even know if he can be a complimentary piece at this point. Okay. I, Again, I had said that when they made the trade. And I um I but I think what's happening here is I think that is what's happening here. I think he's resolved himself to the fact that LeBron's gonna go. And I think he saw Isaiah with the, you know, after his sister's death and look at Boston, they love him. And he still held it like they let him go. And I think what he sees in Isaiah is what he wishes he saw in LeBron James, which is loyalty to the brand and like the thing like if you show me good I'm here forever now LeBron kind of came out yesterday and said there's a double standard in the NBA where players are supposed to be loyal and owners aren't that is true like the fan bases and sports writers everybody we expect loyalty out of these dudes that they will never ever receive in their career and guys I work in a very similar situation where I do this do radio stations will never show you loyalty Ever. It's the last thing they're going to show you. The the very last thing I will get is loyalty. And I kind of know that. Right? And so these NBA guys kind of know that. Now you move around easily, more easily in professional sports than you do in this business. So of course these guys are like one foot in, one foot out. It's the system that's been built. And right, what are you are, are are you mad at these guys for playing within the the rules and the system that they were given? No, but I, I think he looks at the emotion that Isaiah Thomas drugged up in Boston. And thinks to himself, well, if I if LeBron goes, and maybe we trade Shrump, uh, you know, Shump and Channing Fry, this and that, and we'll go get pieces. Maybe it's DeAndre Jordan and Isaiah Thomas, and maybe it's like we go do and we get a couple of things. And you're not going to be a world beater, but you're not going to be a 20 win team either. That to me sounds like the worst of all possibilities for the Cavaliers. I, the last thing I want to do is get, on bottom the, out. Is, is get on the treadmill of mediocre. Is get on to the like, well, dude, hey, we'll just make it, and we, you know, we'll be the we'll compete for the for the nine eight seven seed in the NBA. You know, that's where we'll sit. That sounds like the worst possible thing that could happen. You uh, why the theory being if you bottom out, you have a better chance to turn it around. You have a better chance to become something in the future. The last thing I want to do is hey, be, you hear uh, that, Browns? You're almost there. You guys. <laughs> We're almost there, man. You're shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data in 069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 069. We're online at WRQK.com. And we have Leonard Skinner tickets. You'll have them here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need. Let me tell you. So it seems to me that people are upset 
about everything. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, a couple of different things here. Um, Tinder is having some issues right now because apparently they, like many other apps on your phone, which I would imagine most people by now know what Tinder is. It's a place where people go to try to swap genitals around. And um, it's... Uh, it's like any other app where it's like free to download, mm-hmm. and then the more you want to use it, the more features you want, then there's like you can pay for upgrades, right? Yeah. And so Tinder Plus is what it's called, and I think you get more swipes or like more like super likes, and, I, and I'm not making terms up, like super like is like a term for Tinder, and I think you get more of those kinds of things than whatever. And people are complaining because if you're under the age of 30, Tinder Plus is $9.99. But I believe if you're over 30, it's $19.99. It's another $10. And this may be because I have had zero luck with Tinder. Like, I just don't do well with it. Um, that I don't care. And I'm not the kind of person who would pay for, like, the plus services of a dating site either. Like, I'm just not doing that. Yeah, I was going to say one of the things about Tinder that was kind of, like, appealing to me when I was single was, like, well, it's free. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, not, I'm not spending money on this, but if it's free, it's I'll free. I'll do yeah, it. Right. It's right. so kind of linked through your Facebook account. That's how you, like, log in and run of this. So people are claiming discrimination here. And hard to deny that. And yet, I don't care that they're going to discriminate. I think ultimately what you're dealing with here is a business that's looking to cultivate a user base. Right. And they are looking to kind of streamline and get the people they want on it. Which is younger people. Which is younger people. Yeah, I would assume that's, I mean, just based on, on that's why they're doing this is because they want younger people. Um, I'm trying to think of other places, other situations where age discrimination is essentially okay. Not going to be all right in a lot of places. Um, I know a lot of bars, clubs will say like 25 and over. You know what I mean? And at that point, discrimination against young people, you know, and I don't necessarily have a huge issue with that. Uh, well, I mean, again, running a car, you got to be 25, not right. 21. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's that. That one kind of stands. So, I mean. But, but, but the, the, the difference there is, is that I could make the argument. That you that you get more responsible as you age. Okay. Right? I'm not sure that that matters, or even if it, if it is true, in a dating site, that you more a more responsible user would be better. Now, we're looking at like, well, you should get more responsible as you age. You ideally would. Not everybody not does. Not everybody does. Fair. And also, I mean, like, yeah, but I'm trying to cultivate, when you're younger, you should be better looking for the most part. I mean, most people are better looking in their 20s than they are in their 40s. So it's like, no, dude, I'm trying to cultivate an attractive audience here. I don't want your old ass in here uglying things up for me. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just think... I mean, there's a little bit of hypocrisy in what they're doing and, and a little bit of like, um, it is discrimination. There's no denying it. Like, I just, again, I'm one of these people that likes to legitimately reserve complaining about discrimination where it will legitimately negatively affect your life. I mean, if you are being discriminated against and not being promoted at work because of your religious beliefs or skin color, I have a problem with that. Is is FarmersOnly.com, is that discriminating against city people? Well, again, like people will say, what about BlackPeopleMeet.com? And like, what about this? And I think it's instead of looking at it, like, we're trying to keep you all out. Why do people not look at it like we've just built a place where you can come for like-minded people? Now, I know they use the word only, 
which if I were, again, starting up an LLC, I would right. tell people I would maybe take, like, blackpeoplemeat.com, farmerpeoplesmeat.com. The word only is where you're getting yourself in trouble there. Right, but I mean, Tinder's not really doing that. They're just charging you more money the older that you are. Yeah, and they're not saying you can't use their products. Now, isn't Tinder going to turn around and say we're charging people over thirty twenty dollars and people under thirty ten dollars because under people under thirty are less likely to have more money? Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what they're going to say. I mean, well, I guess we just said that study where millennials apparently have a hundred thousand dollars saved. But yes, as a whole, younger people are not going to have as much money. You know, I have. I there. haven't gotten that thought out of my mind since we did that story. <laughs> I've like in the back of my mind, I've popped the head off of every millennial I've seen in public because that one did kind of bum me out. I don't really have an issue with this, and maybe it's because I find Tinder to be ridiculous, and I, I and and because I just. There's a little bit, and this is like a little judgmental, I'm sure, on both of our sides here, but there's a little bit. I mean, it's like, dude, you're over 30 years old. What are you doing on Tinder anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like, And I get it. Like, That's just judgmental. L- lust, lust does not die at age Never. 29. But Never. like, there is a little bit of me that's like, what are you, what are you, what are you? <laughs> like, dude, I mean, Tinder is okay. Like, If you're in the bar scene all the time, you're 24 years old, yeah, I mean, whatever. But to me, it's kind of a little bit like, I don't know, this seems like a young person's thing anyway. Uh, I mean, online dating is what people do now. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And And so, like, you know, I mean, yes, these things all start. This is, I mean, but it's everything. Young people make things cool. Also, black people, thanks for that. You know what I mean? Those two groups of people make things, like, super cool, and then we all want in on it. Right, right. And then by the end of of this conversation, Nicole in sales is like, 100! 100! Get jiggy with it! 100! Yeah, Right, and, uh, but I mean, like, Facebook, when it first started, again, like, I didn't get on it until about 2009, like and and I think oh six is like when it started to break. Yeah, and it, it was young people who were on it. Well, because it started off as exclusively a college platform. Yeah, you right had to there. have a college yeah. like email address. So. It- like I said, I mean, there's other cases where age discrimination happens and it doesn't necessarily cause that big of a stink in the sense of, hey, 25 and over at this club. I okay, well, is the early bird special discriminating against me? Uh, I mean, like, is there is the AARP card discriminating against me? Is it like, well, hey, just because you're... I think sometimes there's some things that are just meant to benefit a group of people and not necessarily meant to discriminate against you. Yeah, I will agree with that 100%. I think a lot of people will make that counter argument, though, of like, well, no, dude, the AARP card, pff, discrimination. Okay, me. now see, you bring up an excellent point of where I think things go sideways in this country all the time, which is I think sometimes people just want to present a counter argument because there is one, not because they believe in that counter argument. And I believe. Welcome to the life of Fantone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do, dude. I believe that if less people were just out to prove, but yeah, but what about? For, about yes. stuff that they didn't care about, yes. that the world would be a happier, better, less snowflakey, conservative, <laughs> libtarded, whatever you guys want to call each other. I believe it would be less filled with those kinds of things if people weren't so obsessed with, like, just because there is a counter argument doesn't mean it's your counter argument. I've thought about this recently, and uh, there's so many people, and I'll be online, and I granted, not everybody has the platform that Dan and I have, but at the same time, there's so many people. People that just have to go get into that online argument, that just have to fight every single day, wake up knowing that they're going to fight. And I just, like, I have a little bit of 
pity for you, like where that has to be so exhausting, where you feel every day you have to go out there and battle the world, everyone that disagrees with you just to prove like, well, this is what I believe and this is who I am. It has to be exhausting. If you're putting Braveheart war paint on your face before you (laughs) log into Facebook, you need to evaluate your life. We got Skinner tickets. They're playing July 27th Blossom. We'll take caller 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We have Canton Charge tickets. They're playing Saturday night. We'll get you a couple of those around 9.30. I read an article this morning um, at CantonRep.com about the closure of an of the Affinity Medical Center mm-hmm. in Maslin. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, it looks like to me like there's a group of doctors coming together to kind of try to stop this and try to you know keep it open. And the like, and I'll be full disclosure. I have no idea how to keep a hospital open. No. Right? I have no idea. <laughs> I, have, I have I have no idea like how like how to stop this from closing or like what they should do, what people should do. And I feel like if more people in my position would say I don't know, the world gets better. Yes, one hundred percent. Thank you for clearing that. No, up no, that's what you need to do. Right? Like, dude, I don't know. I have got no effing clue on how to make that thing work. None. Barely make this show work every day, but yes, the answer is gonna tell you how a hospital works. Dude, I can't can't get them to replace a, like a mic cord in here. Like I don't know how to keep Affinity open. I will tell you that I think, I, and I remember saying the day when we when we when the story broke that they were going to close. That if you were to ask me, and this is not based in any scientific data or research, but if you were to ask me, Daniel Stansberry, my opinion that I think if you close schools or close a hospital, ultimately the community is worse off. Oh, there's no question about it. The closing <clears throat> of this hospital is a very big deal for the community that it serves. You just have to. Look Look at it from like, I mean, if you're in Maslin, it's probably not as bad because you're close enough to Canton where you could make it to Mercy Altman, where you can make it to right. Altman relatively quick. But if you live west of Maslin, and I mean, I'm talking even once you get over the viaduct, dude, once you get into West Maslin at that point, if you're going out further than that and you have a heart attack... Every every second counts at that point. Every second is is heart muscle loss. So like uh, yeah, I mean that that is one hundred percent true. Is that it is very negatively going to impact the community. Yeah, that's. Uh, do you start talking heart minutes? Right. It's. I mean, dude, it, minutes matter. And then I mean, it, that's that's from the perspective of somebody who needs you know to get my heart fixed. There's also the thought of like, well, how many people in this community were were employed by this? How many a people? Lot. How many families got eight hundred by I this? Think, right? And then all of a sudden, you take that 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 income out of the out of the equation it's going to make a huge difference in the community of course so i bring this up because like i said i have no idea what the right solution is i don't know how to keep affinity open right i don't know what to do i don't know who's right i don't know who's wrong i don't know can you make them stay open that seems unconstitutional i don't know about any of that stuff okay but i'm reading this and there's a stat in here that is a complete and utter head scratcher for me all right okay and it says affinity says in court records that it has been losing money over the past six years Okay. That seems crazy to me because, in my mind, a hospital is like a casino where it's like, dude, it's a money printing machine. It's like an NFL team where it's like, no, you just bought yourself. <clears throat> it's Star Wars. You just bought yourself right. the license to print money. I can't believe for six consecutive years that a hospital was losing money. That's, that's crazy. Now, they claim. Now, again, this is the business who's looking to close. 
Okay, so I think that they'll probably doctor these numbers to make it seem more dire than it is. All right. Again, that's just me not trusting anybody in the world. You know okay. what I mean? That's just me pulling the little fox molder out there. Okay. Trust nobody, right? But they're claiming that they're losing a million dollars a month. A month? A month. So 12 on the year? Jesus. <clears throat> now loses, I'm sorry, the exact quote is, they now lose more than $1 million a month. Wow. I'm sorry, that's crazy. And I, like you, wow. and maybe it's because we're stupid, thought, it's a hospital. How do you, I mean, yes, any large business, you can lose money yeah. if somebody in charge doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll pause and look <laughs> around right, the room just, a little bit, right? Okay. And so that can happen, right. right? But now, again, not that my situation is indicative of like how these things normally go, but... It was a few years ago, and I had not elected into my company's health insurance plan as of yet, and I had uh, I had to be taken to like the urgent care. I had a kidney stone, and long story short, that thing ended up costing me $9,700 because I didn't have health insurance. And, and let's be real, you just peed it out. It's not like you had a major surgery. No, what it was is they did take a scan to see if, if I was right about my suspicions. I did turn out to be right, All right. and then I kept clicking the gut damn morphine button like dude just i want to be high man this thing effing hurts so like i did i cranked on that thing a few times and she did she told me she goes you know every time you push that thing you're talking about a couple hundred bucks and in the moment it was like i don't care i'm so miserable i need it yeah but i mean like all right so let's say you you and i mean like i don't know whether you irresponsibly used the morphine button there but like let's say you only would have pressed it once I mean, you still would have been out eight grand you right. know what i mean so it's not it's it, 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 and, and and there's eight there's a story for that for what we're talking about here in everyone's family where it's like, yeah, I had a medical emergency that I had to take care of, and I ended up with a used car payment. Right. I, I mean, that happens all the freaking time. Oh, it's a very common story. And so I wonder, is what is leading into this is non-payment of bills? Like, is this not? Because at first I was like, dude, you're mismanaging your company if you're losing a million dollars a month. Right? Like, right. sometimes, like, would right. do a big business in America tells me how much money they're losing. It's like, well, dude, your CEO is not in control. Then. Right. Something's not adding like, up. Like, dude, here. the business model's strong. You're not running it right. Right? But so I was like, maybe this is mismanagement. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, dude, if nobody pays their medical bills, though, like, then, although. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't have health insurance. So is that what's happening? Yes. And if, if, if that's the overall issue here is that so many people can't afford their medical bills that hospitals are no longer viable, boy, oh, boy, is the healthcare system broken. You know what I mean? Like, boy, oh, boy, a million dollars a month? As a guy who struggled with the ACA, I would agree that if the, if, that if the alternative is hospitals closed, we're probably heading in the wrong direction. Right. And I mean, like I said, every family has this story to tell everyone. I mean, I, 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 I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's like, nope, everything's been fine in our medical history, and we've, we've never gotten screwed over on stuff. But is, is, is non-payment, is that coming out directly of the hospital's money, or is that coming out of the insurance money? I don't know where that, I don't know where they don't, that equation. They, they do not clarify. Um, they do say here, again, from the CantonRep.com, that a bill passed the Ohio House Wednesday to create a set of conditions that Quorum Health must meet before it is allowed to permanently close Affinity Medical Center. Uh, that came from the Office of State Representative Thomas West, uh, a Democrat out of Canton, Ohio. The yeah. bill will now move to the Ohio Senate for consideration. I, there, there is going to be an argument on the other side of dude forcing a business to stay open. 
is going to be a a strange thing, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're standing on the side of big bit of, of government can't tell me what to do, you, you're going to have to be against that, right? Yeah, I don't necessarily love that. I, I as as much as I want this business to be right. there, I want these people to have these jobs, and I believe that more hospitals in the community probably make you better and safer, and quality of life and life expectancy will definitely go up through that. That forcing people to stay open seems a little against what my normal beliefs are. Especially when you're losing money. I mean, like, yo, dude, I'm losing a million dollars a month and you're going to make me keep this son of a bitch open? Like, dude, h- how does that make sense to me as the, as the whatever corporation, what was it, the Quorum, the quorum Health? Yeah. Quorum Health, what the hell sense does that make to me? And like, don't get me wrong, it'd be awesome if it was like, well, we want to serve the west side of Maslin and we want people to be safe out there, but they don't care, they just want to make money. That's what their business exists for. Not to help you when you're having a heart attack, it's it's to make the money when you're having a heart attack. So, I, I, I it's an interesting thought here because like to me there's a little bit of like well is this a bailout in the sense of like you know there was the auto industry bailout where mm-hmm. it was like dude this is such a big deal we can't let this flop build on steel too right this is a, this is a little bit different but like what if in the hypothetical world here what if one day mcdonald's is just like you know what we're done we made enough money. We made enough burgers. Is the government going to be able to be like, no, dude, you guys employ 8 million people. You are the whole, re- you know. Oh, they would step in. I, uh, For sure uh, they would. So, so you're too big to close? Oh, dude, I'm telling you right now. You, dude, what, wow. an, what an interesting scenario you wow. present. However, dude, you mean to tell me, I'm telling you right now. If if dude, if any major corporation like that, yeah, Walmart shuts doors, says we're done. Wow. I guarantee you, that's a meeting at the White House before that happens. Wow, I guarantee it. And I mean, listen, because dude, no, I don't care what your feelings on any presidency, any president is. No administration wants the, the loss of that many jobs on their watch. Loss of Walmart, right? I mean, dude, nobody, nobody like, dude, wants that. Thanks, Obama. Right? Like, dude, you you get dude. one of those for like the rest of your career life. You you would be you honestly, dude. If McDonald's were to do this on your watch as president. America would have you listed as the worst president in history. Oh, the cluster F that would happen from the fallout of that much money being lost just in in in, in the economy alone, dude. The the country would be would be in a tailspin for a decade plus, dude. I mean, but who who are you to tell a hospital, a restaurant, and anything that you have to remain open? I'm being told none of those giant companies would actually go away. Somebody would end up snapping up all the assets in a heartbeat. There would be a, there would not be a huge net loss of jobs. That may be. Although I w- I could argue though. Let's make it quick service food. Okay. All right. Let's keep names out, but let's okay. make it quick service okay. food. Right. So we close one of them. If you're the next biggest competitor. Aren't you already probably in the markets where that place is, and you're probably yeah. at your saturation point of said market? So essentially, then that company still does go down. Yeah, I mean, I can't have, I can't keep adding on. You know, well, I, I'm not going to put another one right across the street because somebody's not there. Right. Yeah, I'm not putting another Burger King like, there. Notice where they all are. They're all right across the street from one another because that's what they're trying to do. And like, and I mean, if 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 I if I as the business owner want to say no, I'm not selling off my assets. No, I'm not doing that like i mean yes we're talking about a business owner walking away from money but it's your prerogative to do so well again companies like that i I mean it's not like one person at the end of the day so like so there well although neither is affinity so i i I, you just i don't know man that's an interesting point though because you're right like if that dude if if an entire industry was like dude we're done we're done 
We're done. We're not I'm doing this anymore. I'm telling you right now, that's a meeting at the White House before you're allowed to lock those doors. Your next opportunity to th- th- at a th- what? <laughs> what? What happened? Should <laughs> he drink water try. before he talks some more? try. Your next opportunity at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsworth Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. About to get you hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. You, however, will not be anywhere near as rich as UFC heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic. Stipe, leading up to this last fight, had been unhappy about his contract negotiations with the UFC. Now, that's not new. Many, many fighters feel as if the UFC is not paying fighters enough money to fight. And that they keep too much of the money and they're not paying the athletes enough money. And my yeah. guess is that's probably true. Yeah, I could, I could see that being the case there. I mean, being the owner, you're probably going to do that. Miocic took home UFC 220's largest payout of the night. Now, you're defending the title for the third time, and you won, and you're the heavyweight champion, so I think you should take home the most money. And it was $600,000 is what they're saying. The guy he beat, though, 500000 It's a lot of money. I mean, there's no doubt, but it's not that much money. I, when you think about what football players, and then on top of that, what, bas- what basketball players get paid to do that game versus what can happen to you in a UFC cage, this money's lopsided. I mean, at the most, you're probably getting two or three fights in a year, and that's at the most, right? If anything more than oh, three. I didn't even think about limited fights per year, but yeah. Three at the most, right? I mean, that's that's four months in between fights, and that's probably not enough time. Oh, I bet they won't let you fight that off. So twice a year is what we're talking about here. If you max out like Stipe did, $600,000, double that up twice, $1.2 million to be a UFC heavyweight before champion tax, of the before world. Before paying your camp. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be endorsements. There's going to be additional money that comes your way. But we're talking about under $2 million to be a UFC champion, dude. That ain't enough money. It ain't. No. I mean, a lot of the fighters have been starting to talk about CTE. Because they're like, guys, if you think you can get CTE for being oh tackled, God. I'm being punched in the face. All like, day. Right. All day. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what you get paid to do. So, yeah, that that that's coming down the pipeline. Now, you can't do winner take all because somebody did, you know, take months of their time to prepare for the fight and this and that. But I have always maintained in the fighting sports, especially since people have been talking about in boxing for years past, it's fixed, right? That what we should do is... You should take the purse, and it's winner takes most, right? And so, like, whatever it is, if you win, you get most of it, and then the dude who lost, I mean, he lost. And there's a little bit of, we know for sure the competition will get better. Um, The thing that I'll say about that is the star power might not, because at that point... If I'm if I'm an elite, you know, top of the top of the pops guy, if I'm a Conor McGregor, and I just happen to lose, right? So like, I would say if anything, there, what you should do is have a winner's prize, and it's like, all right, Conor, we're paying you a million dollars for this fight, D- D- Daniel Cormier or whoever the other guy is, or, or Diaz or whoever it is, we're paying you seven hundred thousand. Whoever wins, you get an extra quarter of a million dollars, like a bonus. Oh yeah, that, I could sign off that, on that. That's what would make sense to me. The next fight of Stipe's career is the one I can't wait for. He's going to fight July 7th, Las Vegas. I believe the T-Mobile Arena out there. UFC 226, and he'll be taking on Daniel Cormier. And, bro, like, I'm thinking about going. Like, Really? I'm, dude, I'm thinking about going. Yeah. Really? 
I have been a Daniel Cormier fan forever. Um, I'm going to root for Stipe in this fight. He got the Ohio connection thing there. And plus, I mean, dude, he's defended the title three times. I mean, there's there's history happening here. And I got, it's hard to root against history. Impossible not to be a fan of that guy, dude. I mean, it, how, 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 do you, how do you know anything about him? I'm like, oh, dude, no, I'm going to root for the other guy. Like, but come on. My sister-in-law has loose ties to the family that started the UFC. Like, that kind of, like, were, like, the first people that, like, own it. And I'm, I don't know... But I wonder if my brother could call and like pull some strings. And to, dude, if he get now, I'd have to pay. But if yeah. he could get me tickets like cheaper than what they are, I mean, I could stay with them. You fly out there, and dude, I've gone Cheap to a flight, UFC right? fight in Vegas, and it's awesome. I mean, it's one of the most electrifying things. Even boxing, dude, fight night in Vegas on the Strip is one of the most electrifying things you'll ever experience. Even if you don't like the sports, you can just feel it on the Strip. Things are about to go down. Like it's, dude. That's Fight Town. It's just the way it is. It's there's something about it that makes it so special there. And, dude, I kind of want to go see Stipe beat Daniel Cormier. I do. Like I think this fight's going to be a little underwhelming for a lot of people because they both get knocked for being a little bit boring and how they fight. But I mean, dude, Stipe's just a big bruiser, dude. And like watching him beat up Daniel Cormier, a guy I've been a fan of forever, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, dude. I might want to go to this. I mean, you got the you got you got the resources available to you, buddy. All you got to do is make it happen. Yeah, I might have to do that. Seems like a, it seems like that would be a good trip. Another reason to go to Vegas, see my family, not see him at all, or go down to the casino and bet Stipe to win. I like it. Speaking of going to Vegas. Check that email, buddy. Things happening next week. Is that right? We, oh, yeah, dude. You know what's happening next we week. We passing out trips to Vegas oh, next you week. You know what's happening next week, buddy. Are we allowed to, are we allowed to tell people? I don't know. We're telling them right now. Anyway, we don't care. Yeah, dude. When you're way out to Vegas all next week. <laughs> I know, I'm not reading my corporate email. Four years in. You think I'm starting today? F now. You're shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Before the end of the program, we'll get you hooked up with these charge tickets that are playing Saturday night. Civic Center, we'll uh, make sure you're there. I, uh... I understand that most of you, unlike me, are not professional golf fans. Yeah. Okay? So I do my best to try not to beat you over the head with stuff that I find interesting that you will not. I should do that with more subjects, yeah. probably. <laughs> that needs to be the rule. Let's apply here. that system liberally. Um, but they're in Phoenix this week. All right. And Phoenix is one of the tour stops that is completely different than the rest of the tour. Meaning that they almost encourage the crowd to get it more li- a little bit more lively. Really? Oh yeah! Like they, they they put up stadium seating. I believe it's at seventeen, um, which is like all the way behind you where you're teeing off, and all the way down the fairway, and then out there like behind the green. I mean, dude, there's just people everywhere. And it's, it's not a bad idea. They're loud. Everybody's drinking. They don't necessarily. It's the one place where they do not quiet you down as a guy's teeing off. I um, I, you know, not a golf fan, but I think I'd be far more likely to get 
into it if I could go to something and enjoy myself. If it was like, yo, dude, hey, we can go up to the Bridgestone and you can stand silently watching something that you think is boring, and I'd be like, uh, no. Or you could be like, yo, dude, we're going up to the Bridgestone, we're crushing beers, we're going to drink, we're going to hang out, we're going to scream pro athletes, and then your boy's in, dude. Like, and I, yeah, I'll do that. I would agree it may widen the net. Not necessarily my favorite idea, but I would agree it would, it would widen the net. Um, but 17 is like, dude, if you put it in the water there, they'll boo you. Okay. Like they, I mean, dude, like right. they're on you, right? I like it. A little happy Gilmore style so, right there. I like it. It's a little loose, right? And actually last week at the, at the tour stop, a guy screamed in Tiger Woods' backswing on a putt and he screamed, get in the hole, right? Which as a golf fan, I got to meet the get in the hole guy. I got to meet you. No, I do. I got We got to meet getting the whole guy. You've met him. Be, <laughs> okay, fair. I probably have. Okay, but here's why. I'll hate you. Yeah. I'm just telling you right now. I will hate you as a person. If that's who you are, get him I, Dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm not a fan. So, like, I don't know if that's enough for you to get your life turned around. Stansbury's going to hate me. Uh, maybe. You've met that's what she said, guy. So you've met uh, get in the hole, guy. Uh, and then someone uh, would yell get in the hole. And then the, the, the next that's what that's what she said. Uh, uh, uh. Yep. Right I there. hate all that Standing crap. right next to each other. <laughs> yeah, just do carpooling, <laughs> right? And here's the thing. If a guy's putting from 30 feet and it's getting close to the hole, yelling get in the hole makes sense. It's when these morons on a par 5, 570 yards, a guy tees off, hits it 235, and you're going to scream get in the hole. You're an idiot. You just want to be the moron screaming on TV. What'd you do? DVR it? Going to go home with the wife? Look, honey. Look, I'm that (laughs) moron right there. Like, you're just a moron, right? Like, you're just stupid. And I, that stuff annoys me. But yesterday at the Pro-Am, for those of you that don't know. All of us. <laughs> all of you. Golf is a four-day tournament. You play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mostly. Invitationals are normally maybe just weekend only. But you normally play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on Wednesday, what they'll do, and a lot of tour stops, now I don't know about all, but most, they'll have a Pro-Am, meaning the pros will play with amateurs and or celebrities. And it's a little bit more loose. Even on every tour, it's like the guys will sign autographs. They'll talk to you. Because really what they're doing is just checking yardages, playing, screwing around. Yeah, if you're standing there with Drake, I would assume that it's a little bit eased up there. Okay. So a guy yesterday in Phoenix strips naked, jumps the fence, goes into one of the sand traps naked, and just starts throwing sand. <laughs> just, starts, just starts throwing sand everywhere. And if I'm right, dude, he's doing somersaults down the fairway naked. <laughs> so, like, this, more, oh my God, dude, like, yeah, he's like, I mean, dude, he's just streaking down the fairway. Oh, there he takes a practice swing. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. He's all proud of himself. And then he just jumps into the sand trap and starts throwing sand. Dude, this is like two minutes long before they could get him out. Do you attribute that to the loose atmosphere That's of this? the alcohol in Phoenix. Okay. I've never been... That course is well known, and that tournament, it's the Waste Management Open. And guys, even on tour, will tell you, a lot of the younger guys will tell you, it's my favorite place to play because of the energy. Sure. A lot of the older guys are like, I don't like this. I don't, this isn't what we do, they, right? right? But a lot of the younger players are like, nah, dude, it's all good. Now, if I went to the Bridgestone, and that's the only other like tournament I know, so would I, can, I can get beer there, though, right? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so what, what, and yeah, I mean, they'll sell beer. 
Well, um, why is it that in, in Phoenix it's like, all right, now we're really juiced up, and in Akron it's like, yeah. I, I mean, mean they know. have, uh, I believe it's, is it Grey Goose has the, I believe it's the 19th hole. Okay, goose will get you loose. And it's in between the 16, and it's in between 16 and 18 there. It's like the VIP tent. And okay. actually, my buddy Tracy gives me tickets to that every year. Tracy, if you're listening, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> right? Uh, He'll take I, more this year, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, let's go on Friday. And uh, um, But so I go every year, and that's where we sit, and it's awesome. Um, and, but again, if you yell out, like, cause you, it, when you sit front row in there, you're right on 16 fairway. And if you know the sport 16 at Firestone is a big deal. Okay. And, um, so, but, and you, a lot of guys will lay up. There's a lake right in front of the green or some guys are going to push and try to go for it. And if you say, go for it, like, dude, they're throwing you out. Like, that's not like it. it golf is very reserved that way, except for the. Get in the hole, guy! And it's just the most annoying thing. Every time I'm watching it on TV, I'm like, I hate this moron. This is the shirt off. That's what oh, she yeah. said. Oh, yeah. Mike Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> and it's just so annoying. I understand that golf is certainly a game of concentration. It's a very mental game. I mean, I've you know I've been sitting here listening to the Stansbury show for the past four years, so I know these things. But like, I think you can make the same argument that is like, dude, hitting a baseball takes a lot of concentration. Hitting a three-pointer takes a lot of concentration. Oh, hitting a foul shot? Why, why, why is it different for golf, the rules of like, well, you have to be quiet. Different um, than baseball, I believe because of the tradition, it was. It, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's it's steeped in. What is it called? The narcotics back nine is what you talked about before. <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're just so steeped in tradition. We don't let black people or women here for most of the sport. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, the traditions of it. Jeez Louise, golfers, get over yourself. I thought you were going to tell me bad things about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the narcotics, the, the, nar- the narcotics nine. Yeah, I forgot I told you that. I forgot I told you that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I, uh, I, I wish I would have never told you that story. I, uh, here's another thing that I was surprised um, more people are not talking about. What's that? And that is a dietitian has come out and said, that eating pizza is more nutritious as a breakfast meal than like most breakfast cereals. They say they you may you may be surprised to find out that the average slice of pizza and a bowl of cereal with whole milk contain nearly the same amount of calories. They say it's worth bearing in mind that if you're eating pizza for breakfast, probably going to have more than one slice. So you got to remember it's like dude this is like a one slice thing. Yeah, but I mean, your serving size of a cereal bowl is probably bigger than a cere- than a, a serving of cereal. Yeah, dude, nobody takes a cup and measures out right. Cheerios. Right. Like, you're pouring half the box in there. They say pizza will pack a much larger protein punch, which will keep you full and boost you throughout the morning. A slice of pizza contains more fat and much less sugar than most cold cereals, so you would not experience the quick sugar crash. And I would agree. Like, th- the... Well, there's no agreeing. I mean, there's, there's a ton of sugar in cereal. Like, the amount of sugar that's in that stuff, do you might as well eat donuts. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking about, like, you know, sugary, fruity, smack cereal, then yes, for sure. Now, if you're responsibly eating cereal, like a whole brand, like cereal or grain cereal, you're probably going to be okay there. But who's doing that? Right. 
I notice when I go to the grocery store, they're out of what I want. Plenty of grape nuts on the shelf. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know so, I mean? so, so, so with that, I mean, as long as, and I, I think pizza gets a bad rap in this country of being like the most unhealthy thing in the world. I don't think it's so much like the nutritional content of pizza. It's the fact that when we get pizza as Americans, we eat half of a pizza. Like that's where the problem is. If lies. you could get rid of dough... Pizza's not that bad. It's nice really sauce, cheese, some toppings. Like, yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, it's not crazy bad. It's just, dude, the amount, the carb load that is in the, the dough and the crust is I, bad. I, I, I don't think any dietitian is going to be like, yo, pizza, it is the healthiest food around. Don't eat it for breakfast. But obviously, there's going to be a lot of worse options out there for you. The, but it, it is crazy. Like, when even people who are trying to eat, because I've been this guy where I've been, oh, I'm going to try to eat a little healthy. And then you eat breakfast cereal, and it's like, bro, not like, healthy. that's, I mean, that is a box of sugar that has no redeeming and then on top of it what wheat and grain and all that stuff that isn't good for you too it's like dude that stuff is a death sentence ultimately in a box but i just saw this and was like oh great this is like the if your room's messy i'm a genius see Er, er." and i was like oh great now we're gonna have a nation full of people eating pizza for breakfast tell me what i want to hear it's not my fault i know it's not my (laughs) fault i can do whatever i want right (laughs) your opportunity at charge tickets is next on rock 106.9 the stansberry show that guy knows how to party rock 106.9 rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Teresa will have another opportunity for you to win $8,000. 10 is when she'll give you the next keyword. You know, people were saying to me during the break, as we were talking about eating pizza for breakfast, they're yeah. like, dude, you know you're eating more than one slice of pizza for breakfast? Yeah. No. No. Who the hell has pizza left over for <laughs> breakfast? You bunch of terrorists? Um, dude, you eat it. With, dude, you, you Like, that's the thing. You're not challenging yourself enough, people. That box comes. You open that lid. It's go time. Like, you got to strap in. Um, Captain Tony pops his head in the studio. He was listening out in the hallway. And he said to me, he's like, dude, I eat sugary cereal for breakfast. And he's like, honestly, I put more sugar on it. And he named, like... The big sugary cereal. And he's like, yeah, dude, I put like more sugar on that. He adds sugar to cereal? And drinks Mountain Dew while he does it. So yeah, dude, that guy. How is he not diabetic? Like what's, how? Well, do we know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when's the last time he's been to a, a physician? I do not know that, but good Lord. Every year for Christmas, the holiday, um, like our boss will buy him a 24 pack of Mountain Dew as like a gag gift. And he'll chug the whole thing right there. Dude, like his wife the one day bought him like a Mountain Dew blanket. Like it's like a thing with him. And look, you like soda, you like soda. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And I do. Like I I like do I'm a big like Sprite and like you know Sierra Mist. I like those like lemon lime sodas. And but dude, I've been off of them because I've been trying to stay away from from you know that much sugar. Like every once in a while, I'll give myself something like that. But I've been trying to waste, stay away from like a lot, you know, the excess sugar. But you're right, like the amount of soda that dude drinks is crazy. Yeah, I made the joke. I'm like, oh yeah, you pour Mountain Dew on it too, don't you? And he's like, no, but I drink one with it. And I'm like, God, dude, just God. To, to even to even drink soda that early. And I used to all the time when I was in high school. I'd wake up, I'd go downstairs, drink grab the animal. Coke bottle, and drink it out right out of the bottle. Good, you know, get on the bus and go because you, you know what I mean. You're young and dumb. But like to the idea of drinking something like that that early in the morning, I can't even do it. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that Captain Tony lifestyle right there, dude. Just pouring sugar on his sugared cereal. Yeah, I could not do that. I could not. I could not. I could not have that happening in my life. You know what I'm surprised has not been a larger part of our conversations this week. What is that? And I worry about what this means for them and as a whole. 
Because it feels like it doesn't matter. To me, at least. The Super Bowl. Like, it just does... It do, Honestly, the Super Bowl to me right now feels like an afterthought. Like, eh. Yeah, like, I, it is Super Bowl weekend coming up here. It's not like I have Sunday. any plans or I have any thought of like, oh, what am I going to do for the Super Bowl? I have Bowl? put no effort into what I'm going to do. Um, I know my buddy HJ and I kind of talked about it about a week ago. Like, yeah, we'll probably go to the bar. We'll see it. You know what I mean? But like, it, I, now part of it is I think Brady and the New England Patriots roll. roll. I'm, I, dude, I don't buy into the Eagles at all. I think that's all fool's gold. And dude, you're going to see in the biggest game of the year the the vast difference in those two teams. I now I could be wrong. Now I thought Minnesota was going to roll Philly, so I could be. Uh, do maybe I'm not giving Philly enough credit, but there just feels to me it's like. I'm getting to the point where they no longer use artists I really care about for like pregame or halftime shows, except for the fact that like because of what I do, like if I didn't do this for a living, I wouldn't care about that stuff at all. Right. Like I wouldn't pay attention to that stuff at all. But because it's always a talking point for other people, I tr- I try to pay attention to that kind of stuff. But like so, like I'm, I'd be out on that. I feel like the game's gonna be boring, so I'd be kind of out on that. And it just kind of feels like, uh, like the NBA trades. And I'm a football fan. I don't even really like the... I mean, I do like the NBA. That's crazy. I shouldn't say that. But I'm a bigger NFL fan than I am NBA fan. And yet the trades and the drama in the NBA right now are more exciting to me than the than the, than the championship game of, of football. Because at that point, it feels like there's uncertainty. And it's like, well, no, it is something worth watching. Where you're very right about how it does just feel like the Patriots are going to roll no matter what happens. I don't care if the Eagles were up 31 to nothing at the half. It just feels like it's we inevitable. We saw it in Atlanta, 28-3. just feels inevitable that the Patriots are going to win this. So, yeah, there is a little bit of me that's like, eh, I don't really care. Um, the commercials no longer matter like they used to because they all leak online two weeks before. And I think a big part of this is, and I've talked about this in the past, is like it's Sunday night at eight o'clock and it's going to take four hours. Fair, and your boy. I'm, Fair. I, I can guarantee you, no matter what's going on, I'm not staying up for now, it. Now, here's what I don't understand: this has become a holiday in this country. Yes, right. Yes, and and I mean, even people who don't like football, you go to a you go to a Super Bowl party at your friend's house, neighbors, whatever. Yeah, ask every pizza place and every grocery store oh. in the country: is this a holiday? And of yes. course, yes, dude. Giant Eagles dealing with just as much people buying stuff for the Super Bowl as they are Thanksgiving. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. absolutely. So, what is the reason? Not to do this Saturday, 7 p.m. That way everybody's got Sunday to like rest and like get and get back. I mean, there are certain places that will give you the day off of work on Monday. Now, it would be stupid for me to take the Monday yeah. after the Super Bowl off. I can't do that. Now, if 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 the Browns are in the Super Bowl, obviously us have a different perspective there. But I feel like a lot of Northeast Ohio would probably be like, you know what, guys? Yeah, dude, Super Bowl it up, man. You know, I feel like a lot of, oh, God, a lot of companies yeah. dude, would. Dude, if the Browns make the Super Bowl, right. nobody's making you go to work. Right. Stansbury shall be there for you guys when the Browns make the Super Bowl. Don't worry. We promise we will be there the next day. Um, but <laughs> Dude, iHeart's not keeping us long enough for the Browns to win a Super thing Bowl. Is we don't have to do it. Um, but it, it, get, it, the, uh, get the Super Bowl to, on iHeartRadio. To me, it feels like Super Bowl Sunday. And to put it on Saturday, even though I agree with your thought there of like, well, then we would have the day off. But dude, start it at 3. You know what I mean? So it's noon on the West Coast. It's 3 on the East Coast. Kids can watch the entire thing no matter where they are. And then everybody has like, all right, it's not Sunday at midnight when this son of a bitch is over. Because that, I mean, dude, that's, that's, that's a huge part of the problem to me. Yeah, because the pomp and circumstance, half hour oh, or half times longer than hour, normal yeah. because of the stage and all this and stuff. Football takes forever. An NFL game takes forever. And then you throw right a, a longer Super Bowl or a halftime and all that crap. Yeah, it takes forever. 
All right, Sunday earlier start time is probably. I mean, because Sunday is NFL day, right? I mean, tradition. I mean, I know they got Thursday night football. Which, by the way, by the way, for all of you, the NFL's in trouble. Did you see this? Fox now picked up Thursday night football. Their total all in next year for the NFL package just under two b- 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 billion. Pretty good. Two billion. There is no NFL boycott. I've been on this all season, dude. That has been a complete and utter myth. Five networks were tripping over themselves to get Thursday night football. And when you think about how crazy that is, because that's the game that most fans tell you they don't really Sucks. even like. That they, they wish they didn't do it. That the game's not even as good. And still two billion dollars for their Sunday and Thursday night package. Five different networks tripping over themselves to get Thursday night football. The NFL is not in trouble. The ratings of the Pro Bowl this year up. There, there is no NFL boycott. This has been a myth from the very, very beginning. Do your boys been early on this? There has been. I, I've. What have I always said? If there was this big of a fan outcry in leaving the NFL, there would be a list of advertisers who were like, we've left. And the people who were telling you that there was been an NFL boycott would be touting said list. Where is it? Did you, there uh, isn't one. Obviously, in, in, in media week prior to the, to the Super Bowl, um, a lot of dudes doing a lot of interviews right now. Roger Goodell being one of those guys, a commissioner of the NFL. Um, in an interview yesterday I read, uh, he said they are open to the idea of making players stand for the national anthem in this upcoming offseason, which, like, bro, how were you not open to that a year ago? Well, not only that, not, not only that, but shh, make it about championship week, bro. And maybe what you do here is handle it in, 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 in the dark of night after the season's over. This thing's been petering out on its own. Why are you right, get, quit why, pointing at it? Quit breathe. Quit giving this thing CPR and bringing it back to life. It's been petering out on its own. The other thing too, and again, I've stayed away from this all week because I just don't care because I know it's going to happen. Multiple players now saying, "If we win, we're not going to the White House." Yeah, we know. You hate the president. We know. Like, I, dude, I mean, I'm so over it. Well, and I mean, Tom Brady did it two years go, ago. Right, here right. Go. So, like, what do I care? Again, my stance is: I think they should go. If I was asked to have an audience with the president, I'm going to go. I would prefer people go, but do quit giving these guys the column inches because they're not going to go. Everybody knows they're not going to go. Non-story. 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 Your opportunity at Charge Tickets is right now. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Teresa also has $1,000 for you at 1010. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at this live tomorrow morning for one more day, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9.